welcome back to the final episode of the Roaring Twenties. Before we get started, if you haven't already, check out episode one and two so you don't get confused. Great, now that we're all caught up, let's get into advertising in the 1920s. Thanks to advertising, consuming goods became more frequent. According to eyewitness2history.com, advertising helped persuade the public that they needed and deserved the products being advertised. A lot of advertising companies hired movie stars to persuade people to buy their products, which we can see is still relevant to today's age. Also, advertising dropped magazine prices. Originally, they were 35 cents, and they were dropped down to a nickel. When it was more affordable, that meant more readers, and more readers meant more advertising, and more advertising meant more business. People often relied on the magazine sources for news about corruption in business and politics. They got most of their news from magazines, newspapers, radio, or radios. The radios were very effective because they almost everyone had a radio in their homes, and the prices for papers dropped. So it was accessible to everyone. Now you might be thinking, why is that so important? Well, advertising changed the consumer economy. More people bought things like cars, beauty products, and clothing. There was a much higher attraction for technology and new inventions. With the creation of new inventions, more household devices allowed women to get chores done quicker and gave them the opportunity to step out of the home and reach their full potential. This brings me to my next point on women's suffrage and rights. The League of Women Voters was founded by Carrie Chapman Catt, who was a suffragist and peace activist in 1920. She founded the League in order to bring women into politics, and it was also designed to help women with their responsibilities as voters. It was created six months before the 19th Amendment was passed in Chicago. The League really helped with civic engagement and political action. Some of their accomplishments included fighting for equal rights regardless of sex, and they also helped create the Shepherd-Towner Act of 1921, which provided funding for maternity and child care, and they also sponsored the presidential debate later on from 1976 to 1984. The Women's Equal Rights Amendment, also known as the ERA, was an attempt to get more rights for women. Alice Paul first introduced the ERA to Congress in 1923, according to ushistory.org. Brantley.com says that the amendment seeks to end the differences in which law is applied to men and women in the case of marriage, divorce, employment, etc. Now keep in mind, a good majority of women opposed the ERA because they thought it would affect traditional American society. There are many concerns that protective laws like sexual assault and alimony would be taken away and females didn't really want their daughters to be drafted into the war. It was proposed in 1923, but wasn't really approved by the Senate until 1972. There was often a lot of conflict between traditional women and feminists. Women wanted equal rights, but didn't want most of their rights to be taken away in the process. For example, exemption from drafting and financial support from their husbands. The ERA can no longer be ratified because the amendment deadline passed and isn't pending anymore. Although it was unsuccessful, it didn't entirely fail. There was a second wave of feminism in the 1960s with the women's rights movement. That pretty much wraps up some topics from the roaring 1920s, although there are tons of other fascinating topics that I encourage you to learn about. Once again, thanks for listening.